and what you choose to believe to be true, whether it is a true fact or not, will become your reality. Never underestimate the power of a decision. Welcome everybody to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, your place to build your faith and master your craft. In this conversation, we're gonna be talking about how to build mental toughness using your habits. And to have this conversation, I have my sister here, my baby sis, Sarah Gross. What's up, everybody? Oh my gosh, <laughs> she, she's super excited to be back. I am, this is gonna be really fun. The last time I was here was probably a year ago. Almost. Because it was Christmas time. Yeah, it was Christmas time. So and now it's, it's are we allowed to say Thanksgiving time? Yeah, so it's Thanksgiving time. It's okay. the season. So give yeah. me your favorite Thanksgiving meal. Oh man, good question. Uh my favorite Thanksgiving meal. There are right answers. I mean, I truly enjoy uh, any of my seafood that I make because you Wrong. don't usually make Wrong seafood. <laughs> I, I do. That's just what I like. I like the seafood. What okay, about you? But if you have to do traditional. Oh, if I have to do traditional, yeah. um, ham. I really enjoy ham. That's a good but it's thing. not the day of, though. It's the 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 day after. The sandwiches. Put it, oh, man. Yeah, Those yeah, yeah. Good. We put the... That's when I want the mac and cheese and the ham yes. touching on the same Ooh. plate. That's when it's... Yeah, yeah. What about put you? Put it on a roll. I'm a dressing. I love dressing. I guess stuffing for the Northerners. I'm a Southerner You're now. <laughs> here, too. You're not a Southerner. I guess I am. You have just been but visiting for a long time. Whatever. I love dressing. I, okay, have you ever had green bean casserole? No. I hadn't either. It's not good. Well, if well, it doesn't sound good. No, I yeah, don't like casserole. It doesn't sound good. Anyway, back to the point. <laughs> We're talking about, you know, building mental toughness yes. um, using our habits. First of all, why would somebody even care about mental toughness? Why should there are ambitious Christians out here? There are just ambitious individuals. There. Why would they even need mental toughness? Why does mental toughness even apply to okay. their life? Here's what I think. I think right now we have a generation of, ah, this won't be a kind word, but we have a lot of weak-minded people that, yeah, just like let life happen to them and they are just like so mundane in their life and they don't fight for anything that they want. They just expect God to give them everything that's supposed to be theirs. Mm. And I feel like that's so anti-gospel. That's so not what we see, but we have this generation that's like, anything that's mine will like find its way to me. Yeah. If it's for me, it will be. And all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yes, every good and perfect gift is from God. But what happens if we have to knock on the door for God to open the door for us? Mm. So I just think right now, I'm in a season where I'm learning that my like my thoughts and my mental habits and the ability for me to believe that I can do things will take me further and will help me accomplish my dreams and help lead me to the promised land that God has for me. I agree with that. And I what uh, what I want to pull out of the answer you just gave is the fact that it does take action on our part. And in order for us to even take that action, we do have to have a level of mental toughness. Yeah. So that way we're able to, again, just do what's necessary. Yes. Right? Like in what you said, it made me think of um, Matthew 7, where it talks about how we have to seek in order to find. We have right. to knock and the door will be open. Yes. Right? Whereas to your point, today, everyone is on the on the side of, I'm in faith, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. Right. But no works. No Even works. though- faith without works dead, is dead, dead right dead. right but it is but it does require us to do some work and even in doing the work we're going to be able to be built building up our you know perseverance we're going to be able to yeah. build up our toughness but it does start mentally it does start with and you had mentioned a little bit um in the end of your answer you know being mindful of your thoughts right and I also, okay, this also makes me think, I, you're good. You said Matthew 7. I'm going to say in the Bible. But <laughs> I think it's the story of Elisha and Elijah yes. where God says, strike the ground. Like, 
And then if we only strike the ground once and we're like, we got victory. Yeah, you got one victory. But if you kept striking the ground, you would have had many more victories. And I think that has to do with like the habits that we create. And it's like, oh, the habits of even obedience and like saying, okay, God asked me to read my Bible, but that's only one victory. Like how many more victories would you have if you stayed consistent and you kept striking the ground? I I agree with that. And I think even just with that, the habit of consistency. Yeah. Just be, being consistent in something. Yeah. Like I think that's where, well, I would, I would even, I'll reword it like this. Being consistent in something that is productive. Right. Because I, I'm a firm believer that everyone is consistent. You're either consistently good or you're just consistently bad. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Right? And yeah. so it's a matter of can you just focus on doing one thing that's productive consistently? And that is what ultimately does help build that mental toughness yeah. where it's not even so much – it can be described as mental toughness, but it also just builds confidence. Like to me, mental toughness and confidence are very synonymous. Yeah, They're, they're essentially the same thing. If you're able to discipline yourself to do a productive task – consistently whether it's every single day mm-hmm. whether it's you do it once a week whether you do it twice a week whatever your rhythm or cadence is based on that activity but if you can just commit to doing that thing mm-hmm. um like one person i know um i know craig rochelle talks about it all the time where he he basically he'll he'll try to set up like these very small habits mm-hmm. that he'll want to do just for one year and it'll be like i just want to floss yeah every day for yes. a year and like that's the only habit he focuses on right and now he's for those of you who might not know who craig rochelle is you know he's a major pastor um over, over the life church amazing teacher amazing leader also um, jacked like yeah no he, he prioritizes pretty old and like no he prioritizes his health right <laughs> but but he's a perfect example of somebody that just decided yo let me just find one thing to yeah. be productively consistent at Right. And mm-hmm. and ultimately that leads to that bleeds into other areas of life. Yeah. You know? And I'll also say, I think when you said focusing on one thing you want to be better at, that is so good because I think so often we find 25 things that we're bad at because there's, of course, 25 things that we're not good at. Mm-hmm. And we try to just make one stride in every single area. But I'm like, by the time it takes me to take one step in 25 areas, I haven't gone that far. Yes. But if I just choose one thing, like flossing, if I'm like, I'm going to floss for this one month and see how far I get. And then I've created flossing as a habit. I kind of started doing this. This is so strange, but like maybe five months ago, I just decided I needed to make fasting like a normal part of my life. So Mm -hmm. I just decided to fast one thing a month, mostly just to be like, can I do this? Like, am I, is my flesh able to not have what I want? at all times. Mm -hmm. So one month I cut out soda and now that was three months ago and I don't drink soda anymore. So it wasn't like, oh, I did this for one month and now I get to go back to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that one month was like, yeah, I actually realized I don't need to do this anymore. So now that's an easy action and an easy habit I'm making. And then I can focus on something else because I've made like one month of I'm going to focus on this one thing. Yeah, and people got to find that one thing. True, and and on not even find it, you can just create that one thing. Like to you, to your point, right? You yeah. just said, "I'm gonna stop drinking soda." Like that wasn't you didn't you? I'm sure you didn't hear that in your prayer closet. No. I'm sure you didn't like have some revelation no. from heaven to I say, just "Stop saw it on drinking. the scale." <laughs> <laughs> right. But so, you know, but but even to that, but I think that's a great practical point. Whereas, like, if you want to find a way to build that mental toughness, yeah, just find that one thing. And I love that you brought that up because. All of us have our 25 things that we'd love to be better at. Right. I'd love to be in better shape. I'd love to be eating better. I'd love to, you know, be working better. I'd love to have better relationships. I'd love to, you know, be able to do this at when I get home. I'd love to do this, that, and the third, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. 
but it is about finding just that one thing. Um, and I find that a lot of people do a lot of talking, right? Where let's say, and there's, there's two sides of it, right? There are a lot of people who talk about all yeah. the time, these are the things I wish I was doing better. And they talk about it, but they take no action. Yes. But then also you have the people that they take the action, but they're still just trying to do one action on all the 25 things as opposed to focusing on the one. Yes. You know? Okay, I have a question. Because I am bad at this. Like, if I'm like, yeah, I'm waking up early every morning to go work out. I'm letting everybody know. So how do you, I hate the term like grind and silent, but how do you make that like a part of your life where you don't have to broadcast what you're growing in, but you can just like create habits? See, I I think in order to do that, I love that question, you have to tie the action to a deeper sense of purpose. Ooh. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you want to put it out to the world like I'm going into the gym and everything like that, like there's nothing wrong with it, but ultimately by doing that, you have to have build up your ability to honor a commitment to yourself. Mm. And so it's and a lot of times people will try to speak it to other people because they're they'll say, "Oh, well, if other people know it, then I'll do it." Yeah. But the truth is and this is why I don't necessarily all the way agree with some of the people that for their reasoning behind why they procrastinate. Because procrastination to me just means you don't understand the value of whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so when you really understand the value of whatever that habit or task is using the gym, like you just said, it's only then are you really – and like you really have a deep-rooted purpose behind it. Like there's either a deep-rooted purpose or there's a deep-rooted pain that you want to fix mm-hmm. to it. Now you're able to do things like grind and silence because you understand – no, I need to go to the gym because like I literally hate the way I look in the morning. Yeah. Like like from a deep sense, I truly hate the way I look. Or, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and I don't need to tell anybody because I want to actually be able to play with my kids when I'm older. Right. Like yeah. you got to be able to tie the the fruit of that action like to something that really matters to you. Yes. And then we can get into actually taking ownership of the goals you set. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people and this is somewhat of a tangent but it's it's important here since we're talking about mental toughness, you need to be able to set goals that again that you have ownership of. Not just doing things because your parents wanted you to do it. Not just doing it because it's trendy. Not doing it because, well, all my friends are engineers, so I'm just going to be an engineer. Or all my friends are in corporate, so I'm going to be in corporate. No. If God's called you to be an entrepreneur, then you should go be an entrepreneur. If God's called you to be corporate, then be corporate. Mm -hmm. And and have all that. Like Whatever it is, you got to be able to know where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, to answer your question, like how someone is able to develop the the mental thought process to say okay I can grind the silence because I'm very clear on the fruit that I want yeah as a result of this action yes right now I am you know this I am trying to figure out my financial situation that is my striking the ground currently <laughs> I made my way into some debt I'm getting out of said debt but I think praise what's God. helped me the most yeah it is mm-hmm. a praise God because I paid off my credit card a couple times now in my life and you know it's gonna happen again. Um, but right now I think what is keeping me fixing my eyes towards like a bigger goal isn't just like the student loans. It's not just the credit cards, but I think about 10 years from now when I have kids and I'm like, I can either spend this $20 now on random fast food, random clothes, or in 10 years, I can take my kid to go get ice cream. And I'm like, wait, when I think about it like that, there's such a better payoff because if I'm in debt, I can't afford to do all the things I would love for my family and my life and the legacy I want to lead. But if I'm just like spending all my money frivolously now, I'm not at all keeping like my eye on the prize and keeping a targeted in mind. And to even like to transform a little bit of what you said, 
it's about finding something that's bigger than you. Yeah. And that's what purpose is. Like I've said this multiple times and I will say it again until I'm blue in the face. Your purpose has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with everyone else. Ooh. And so even with what you just said, you were able to tie. And Wait, that was good. Can you say it again? Oh, your purpose has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with everyone else. And so with what you just said, by you, in the moment, it's, okay, do I spend the $20 or do I not? But when you assign purpose to it, when you add purpose into the equation, which in your situation was, I want to be able to buy my kid ice cream. Very subtle, but that's something that matters to you. Mm -hmm. And now you're able to properly look at that singular action under the proper lens because you're going to make a much better decision. You're going to make a decision for your future, mm -hmm. right? And that's the thing. Too many people are living in now and not living in next. Yeah. And that ultimately is one of the ways to easily become mentally tough, to easily, you know, grind without necessarily needing people to know you are. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to attach yourself and, and you, well, you need to attach yourself to things that are bigger than you. Right. Right. Like attach yourself to missions that are bigger than you. Yeah. Attach yourself to churches that are bigger than you. Attach yourself to friend groups that are just bigger than you, like visions that are just bigger than you. Yeah. Because what happens is when you attach yourself to something that's bigger than you, you understand, you have a, you honestly, it's actually interesting how this happens. You have a better understanding of your role in it when you mm. understand that you're not the main character. Yeah. Right. It's it's not until you have to play a side role mm -hmm. that you actually understand this is what I'm good at and this is what I'm not. Right. But if you're always in the spotlight, then everyone's just going to be blowing smoke up your butt. Everyone's always going to talk about right. how great you are. Yeah. But that's why you got to be. That's why submission is so important. Mm -hmm. Right. Like me, people compliment me all compliment me all the time about oh you're so confident, oh you're so confident, right? Yeah. And it's like. No, I'm I'm just a vessel. Yeah. Like my my one of the things I've been doing recently and very intentionally is like anytime anyone like compliments me for doing something, helping them out, like I'm like, no, no, no. Thank God, not me. I'm All just glory to a God. vessel. Like, I heard this one thing at church. Uh -huh. I wasn't there, but it was at a team night and it was like, we have to stop telling people thank you and we have to start telling them like thank God for you. Uh, mm, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's a new generation. Neither here nor there. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little too deep. That's not necessarily what I'd be saying when I say that. <laughs> like, like, like you know. But I heard that. And I was like, I'm like, oh no, tell tell me, thank you. Like, I, yes, like we thank God and thank me because I still I was still a part of this. Um, but but even to my point, like when someone you know they'll say, man, like I really thank you so much for helping me, blah blah blah. And I said, well, I appreciate it, but man, I'm just a vessel, right? Like, and it's more so like I appreciate, I accept the the thank you, but I also let them know, hey. I'm just playing my part. Like right. I'm not I'm not anybody special. Yes. I'm just doing what I'm being obedient yes. to the point that you had made earlier, right? Like I'm I'm choosing to be obedient in what I do, yeah. which is just helping people grow. And if we all play our part, then the job gets done. Absolutely. And that, and that again, the job getting done, that's again something bigger than you. Yes. And so that's the easiest way, like when you when you're able to train your thoughts, and that's kind of what we've been saying mm -hmm. in this conversation so far. When you're able to train your thoughts on just something that's bigger than you at mm -hmm. all times. Yeah, you find it. It'll you will find it much easier to grind it out. You yeah. will find it much easier to just do the work. Yeah, and I want to talk about training your thoughts because I think for so many of us, we think, okay, we have this idea and this goal. We write it down, we put it on our wall, and then mm -hmm. we're like, oh, and then I'll just live my whole life towards that goal. Um, I read a book. It's called Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Have you ever heard of I've it? I've heard it. Yep. It is the most fire book. I read it. Eh, probably three years ago, and I need to reread it. But uh -huh. 
it basically talks about all the things that we read in scripture about thoughts, that the brain has been neurologically wired and created by God to be able to do those things, which I think is just incredible. And the whole book is sciencey. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm reading, but I believe it's true. Yeah. Um, but it talks about like we make pathways in our brain either one way or the other, either good or bad. And when we're in a bad pathway, we are able to work our way out of that. Like we yes. don't just have to stay in the mindset of things that are negative or stay in like a broke mindset or stay in a victim mindset, but based on our everyday thoughts and being like, no, I know that I used to believe that, but I'm choosing cognizantly to believe something else. Yes. We can now like create a whole new path and chart our way like back home, back to the way that God designed and created us to think yes. based off of our everyday thinking. Like it's not one big giant moment, but it's a lot of little thoughts of, yeah, I used to think that. And like, I could have thought I can't do that. I'm not good enough, but no, I'm going to choose to believe in this moment. This is who God has created and designed me to be and has called me to a purpose greater than myself and keeping that mantra in your head every single day. And it'll lead you back to home. Yeah. I inject everything you just said in my veins yeah. because, <laughs> but, and the reason why I say that though, is because people underestimate the power of a decision they underestimate yeah. the power of just choosing what to believe and what not to believe yeah. because belief truly is a choice yeah and what you choose to believe to be true whether it is a true fact or not will become your reality yes which oh, is wild oh i just moved the thing that's it's okay. crazy that's good not that but i think like that's the part of it. it. It brings up obviously we can't bring up mindset and not bring up Romans twelve twelve two. Hit we, it. Just, we just we, we right quote it do, for us. Do not be conformed to this world, but be reformed so that and allow God to renew your mind. Yeah. And what most people don't read on into is where it says so that way God will reveal His perfect will for your life. Yes. Right. So we allow God like that is probably the only the mind is the only place. Like I'm a nerd over this, so I could talk for like hours on this the mind is the only place where we actually give god position uh permission mm. to renew us wow because our minds are our responsibility yes right i talk, I talk about this before where we always have three voices in our head mm. we always have god's voice the devil's voice and then our own thoughts mm. and if we have to, if we don't tune our frequency to hear god's voice we're only going to hear the devils just because we're in flesh, right? Right, we're in earthly, fleshly bodies, which is our nature is to sin. But once we start to tune our ear to whatever the Word of God says, to your point about and what, how you reference the book, you know, you're able to basically choose what you believe. You can right. you can recognize, okay, that's a negative pathway, but I can change that, right? Right. When you start discovering that truth, capital T truth, mm -hmm. and you just basically choose positive thoughts you choose right. thoughts that are aligned with whatever god's telling you yeah. who's god telling who god is telling you to be what god is calling you to do you're going to start seeing your own thoughts change mm -hmm. and that's where that toughness is going to get built up yes. in you so that way now even when the devil starts speaking to you yes. you've built yourself up from consistently you know choosing those little thought pot pathways yes. of okay this is what god's telling me to do i'm going to choose i'm going to choose god instead of choosing my flesh it's not until then mm -hmm. are you actually able to find yourself at a place in very little time, if you do it consistently, where you can say, no, I'm mentally tough. Right. I've been reading Genesis right now. I'm sorry all my examples about the Bible. That's just like my own This is the place for it. This is the place for it. Um, and I'm reading about Abraham and Lot and how they both have really fruitful land. Um, and it reminds me of what you were talking about with the brain, that like we have our voice, God's voice, and the voice of the enemy. And when Abraham told Lot, hey, you can choose any land you want, Lot chose a land that was next to Sodom and Gomorrah. 
the voice of the enemy, and a land that was next to Abraham, the voice of God. And depending on where like Lot decided to lean and decided to focus on, that's where he could have lived. So he lived a life that was neighboring both Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham. And one was like a wicked land and one was a fruitful land blessed by God. But we know the story of Lot that he ended up choosing to lean with the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that ended up his fate. And then his wife got killed and Mm -hmm. all these things. Pillar of salt. A pillar of salt. And his life turned out to be unfruitful because instead of leaning towards the neighbor of Abraham, he leaned towards the neighbor of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he had a choice. Like he could have leaned into Abraham and said, hey, I know that we don't have to have the same land, but we still get to be close and be in relationship. And I can still learn from you and grow from you in a way that honors and pleases God. And I think that has to do with what you're talking about in the mind. Like you have two neighbors and you get to choose which voice and which mental like side you're going to live in and abide in. And if you're not choosing the voice of Abraham and the voice of God, where you're saying, no, I believe the blessing over my life. I believe the, the promises God placed. And you just choose to live in a life of wickedness where you're like, yeah, I'm not enough. God hasn't provided me with anything. Um, I think it's all a choice. And it I think is. deciding on where you live is just going to be like your own decision. And and that's why, again, I said it earlier, but I want to just say it again. Hit it. Never underestimate the power of a decision. Yes. Like, I don't care what position you're in. I don't care if you down bad, broke, busted, <laughs> and disgusted. I don't care if you living high, living right. good, you know mansions and all if if you have breath in your lungs yeah you have a decision in front of you and you have a decision of do i go to abraham or do i go to sodom and gomorrah Ooh. and i don't it has nothing to do with how much money you got it has nothing to do with a job right. has no nothing to do what is what decision is in front of you mm. that is basically the choice between life and death and jesus says choose life choose i've come life. so that way you may choose life yeah right but he can't god is never going to override our own decisions Ooh. he's never going to yeah because he loves us enough yeah. to not do that yeah right and i think even to advance but even just double down even more on what we're talking about right how we have to make it a habit to obey make it a habit to you know really choose life we also need to make sure that as someone wants to build mental toughness to choose excellence as well. Yeah. Because and I was I was thinking about this. Obedience, I I believe, and I'm gonna keep studying this, but I'm gonna just get on a ledge here with this. I believe obedience is only half of the equation. Mm. When it comes to God assigning us tasks, I do think that obedience is only half. There's a difference between just being obedient and just doing the job that God called you to do versus doing the job that God called you to do in excellence. Wow. Meaning, if I were to be preaching, right, God gave me a word. Mm-hmm. I got a word from the Lord. I got a word. Right? I got a word in the house. You in right? the second row, blue shirt. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? There, there's a difference between me going out there and saying, okay, guys, I have a word from the Lord, and the word is be fruitful and multiply and be obedient to his word. <laughs> yeah. Pray every single day. Amen. Amen. Technically, I was obedient. Good word. Right? Good word. I, I, God, I told the people exactly what you told me to tell. Yeah. Right? But doing it in excellence is fully fleshing out. Right. Right? Storytelling. I, like, using the practical skills, the work piece mm-hmm. of the faith, to work the faith. Right. So that way, now, I'm actually, again, completing the other half of the puzzle. So I'm being obedient mm-hmm. by, okay, I'm delivering this word that God has told me to. Mm-hmm. to t- God told me to tell people, fill in the blank. 
but I'm also going to make sure I add excellence to it of I need to make sure that I'm putting and I'm putting together this this sermon and I'm using the sermon as an example, but yeah. apply it to wherever it fits. I'm going to add excellence to it to make sure that this is left in perfect condition yeah. because, oh, this is so good. When you think about, again, you we want God to bless us, mm-hmm. but it brings to mind the, the scripture where it says, God is not going to entrust us with much if we can't be trusted with little. Right. And that's why I said being obedient is only half right. of the equation. Mm-hmm. Because for example, what if Noah had built the ark and he didn't build it so that way it actually floated? Right. What if he just built like an, an ark that just looked good? Yeah. Right. It didn't actually float. Right. Or or it had holes in it. Yeah. Right. He did the job. Lord, I built the ark. Yeah. You but, said you said wood and I right, got you this said wood. wood and I got it. Didn't get the right wood. You right? know what I mean? You know, like what what if um, you know, he called he told Moses to go to Pharaoh, right? And say, let my people go. Yeah. Right. It was the way, like the quality. Yeah. There is, you have to pay attention to the quality in which you're doing things as you're acting in obedience. And you want to make sure that you are making it a habit to do everything in excellence. Because when you do things in excellence, just on a practical side, let's take it a step below the spiritual. When you do things in excellence, you're going to always be challenging yourself to do better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And and again, when you use your best stuff, your best stuff can get better. Right. Versus, "Ah, I mean, I'm pretty good. I can, I can get by. Yeah. Right. You're not challenging yourself. Yes. And when excellence is a habit and when obedience is a habit, then they work together. And that's when we see fruitfulness. Like if we're not in a habit of quickly obeying, we won't know what it's like to be like, okay, God, you're asking me to do this. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then if we can get that down, then we'll only be half right. And then we get the rhythm of, wait, I can do this quickly, but I want to do it the right way. Like I yes. want to do it in a way that's like honoring God. Like I want to build the ark to the best of my ability. Absolutely. Because I'm doing it for something that's bigger than me. Yeah. I'm doing it for something that is way bigger than me. And I think that's, that's the key. Like, and we, we, we talked a lot about it all, but even just to kind of sum it up so that way people really understand, mm-hmm. if you want to build mental toughness, it's about making it a habit to be obedient to whatever yeah. God has called you to do. Don't cut right? corners. Don't cut any corners. And then that's the excellence piece. Make it a habit to not only just be obedient, but make it a habit to do it to the very best of your ability. Give God your best. Mm-hmm. Work willingly unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not the person that signs your checks, Mm. not the person that tells you what to do, Mm -hmm. not the person that is quote unquote above you, Mm -hmm. right? Not because that's what your audience is telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Just do your best just because that's what God deserves. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. And within that fruitfulness, you're going to see yourself transform into a much tougher being, a much, you're, you're going to live life like Christ. Right. Because Christ was mentally tough because he knew the word. Christ was mentally tough because he was obedient to, you know, all that God had called him to do. Because I believe when you really think about, um, you know, Jesus in the garden, that's like mental toughness. To the max. At its finest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when, (laughs) yeah. Because, okay, here's what I think. When your excellence is a habit, then your stamina for it becomes greater. So Jesus. Oh God. But do you know what I mean? Say that again. Wait, say that again. When excellence is your habit, mental toughness becomes greater. Like you can raise the bar, you raise the level. It's like running a marathon. I've never done it, but one day maybe I will. But if I can run a mile, great. 
And then I can run two miles great. And I can run three miles. And then I'm running 26 miles great because I had a measure of excellence for mile one. And I think when I look at Jesus's life, he was only able to do that in the garden because he was God, but also because he lived a life of excellence and he lived a life of obedience. So that way, when it came to the big things, he was like, take this cup for me. Like, I, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. Because I know that you're good. I know that you have a plan and a purpose. Right. For my life. I've I've had evidence throughout my entire life yes. that God, you are good. I've had I've had evidence of I'm able to do these things yeah. when I do it in this particular way. Yeah. Like, and I think people have to grasp that, especially now that we're entering, you know, the the last month of the year, Dang. um, and about to enter the new year, right? Where it's like mental toughness is very much required to do whatever it is that God has called you to. Because I don't know of any person in the Bible that God called to do anything significant that was comfortable with what they were called to. Hello. Like, I I tell people that, and I'm going to tell people this at the symposium, where it's like, if you aren't uncomfortable with whatever it is that God called you to, that's not really, that's not God. That's not what he called you to do. Right. It shouldn't be easy. it, It shouldn't be, right? Because God created us to be victors. Yeah. Right? So... If we're if we're victors, if we are more than conquerors, well then we gotta conquer some stuff. Yeah, we gotta have victory over some things. Reminds like, me of Gideon how he had to get the army lower because he's like, you might be too confident with an army this big. I need to decrease the number so that way you know it was really me. Absolutely, because and that's where the humility piece falls into place. Yeah, right. Like you need to make sure that you understand your role, and that's the obedience piece. Right, when you're obedient. A, a, a very subconscious piece of obedience is that humility, mm-hmm. right? I'm obedient because I understand my role because yeah. I'm doing something that's way bigger than me and I'm going to do it in excellence. Yeah. Man, that's good. Okay. You said this. We have a month left of the year. Mm-hmm. What is the practical way to live a life of mental toughness towards the end? Like to get that last bit of juice out, to get the mm-hmm. the gun going, you know? I would say find, and I just came up with this fr- framework recently, find one thing Mm. One thing, doesn't matter how big, but just something that you are going to commit to, that you are going to do once every single day for 30 days, and then find one thing that you're going to do every 30 days. Mm. So you're basically finding two activities. Yeah. One activity that you're going to do every single day for 30 days. It can be as big as go to the gym. Yeah. I'm going to eat salads every day. Yeah. Or it could be as small as I'm just going to floss. That's me. I need to floss. Right. Like, (laughs) whatever. But you need to pick one activity that you're going to do every single day for 30 days Mm -hmm. and then one activity that you're going to do every 30 days. So something you're going to do basically once a month. Yeah. Right. Once a month, I personally suggest self-reflection. Just take time. Take you a personal meeting. Yeah. You know, and, and just think through life. But to me, that's how someone is able to really foster uh mental toughness yeah. as we enter December. Because the year's not over. It's not. No, Don't count the yourself out. The year oh, is yeah. not over. You know how much you can get done in a month? Oh, that's a fact. You can get so much done in a month. So don't be discouraged and like get yourself down and be like, dang, I didn't accomplish any of my goals. Restart them, write it out again, do one thing you can do a day and one thing a month. That's good. That's sound advice. Well, we appreciate you. I hope that you guys got um, some value out of this conversation because we certainly had a blast having it. Um, If you haven't, be sure to check out last week's episode as you prepare for next week's episode. And also share this episode with somebody. Share this episode with somebody that you know uh, needs a little bit of help when it comes to the mental department. Somebody that you know could use a little grit, use a little bit of grind um, in their life so that way they can really take action to better Be nice when you share it, though. 
Yeah, I mean, just share, hey, think yeah. this thought this would be helpful to you where you're in your position in life. Like, yeah, your life's going downhill. I think you need this. <laughs> yeah, but do it in kindness, but yeah. be sure to share it with somebody. But no, truthfully, this is this was a blast. It's always fun having my my sister here with me yeah. um, talking about real things. Um, but like I said, as you prepare for next week's episode, check out last week's episode, and I will see you next week. Always remember your dream is possible as long as you're willing to work for it. We'll see you all next week.